Kim and Clouder, episode 16 here, with me here, Ol. How's it going? Very good. Straight in, uh, we just had trade period. How'd we go overall? Look, I guess we'll assess individual player in out. Crack into it, shall we? Yeah. Luke Dowhouse, first in. Thoughts there? Oh, obviously adds a, a fair bit of the uh, tackling pressure, the forward line pressure that we were lacking um, as of last year. So, you know, addressing an immediate need there, which is uh, which is good. That's what we were obviously wanting out of that trade. Um, and if he can return to his uh, 2016 form in any capacity, then I'm sure it'll be a worthwhile acquisition. His 2016 stats speak for itself. We've pointed out in Facebook, average 26 disposals per game, 5.4 tackles per game, 3.4 center clearances per game, 4 inside 50s per game. If he can get anywhere near that, it'd be just a huge bonus. I guess an area that we, we have pointed out we've lacked last season being yeah, uh, tackling pressure and... Um, the just the ease with which the opposition was taking the ball out of our attacking 50 the slingshot effect that they were getting, it was making it very hard to defend. So um, if he can add anything along the lines of a forward line pressure player, um, welcome to the club. Welcome back, former Joey's boy. Straight in, second, Gary Rowan. Another local Geelong region area boy. Uh, for pick 61, six foot three, pace to burn, but does have past injury history. Happy with that one, all. If we can get over the hurdle of the the injuries of you know, of the broken leg, see if there's any further complications with that in future. Hopefully not. But um, again, another player that adds obvious speed. Um, that's his main attribute. And um, if he can get his disposal count up, then you know he's going to add something. He's going to add some real class and. Uh, Cleanliness, I would, I would think, or at least, um, explosiveness. So another worthwhile addition as to whether we would look to the draft or look to get someone, you know, these, some of these youngsters or younger players in is another discussion. But, um, mm. we've just gone and gotten two players that you would expect will be in our best 22. So they'll add something to the team immediately. Definitely. In addition to those proven players, Dalhouse being a premiership player, Gary Rowan in his own right being a very proven player, we've added Nathan Kruger, 19-year-old from South Australia, 196 centimetres, 86 kilos. So he's already built. He's already got a frame. Mm. And from the looks of him, from vision, he can play a bit of anywhere. He's got tackling pressure. He's got pace. He can play both areas of the ground and even in the centre on the wing. Mm, there's, a, there's a fair amount of versatility there. I think he's going to probably be a fan favourite. Most people are already calling him Freddie, so we'll see how it goes. But um, if he just uh, just plays his role, you know, at least initially, I heard or saw one of his uh, interview videos and he said if he can just come into the team and play with a bit of um, play with a bit of flair as well. Flair was the Put word on a little bit used, of a sh- yeah. Was it a little bit of a show or something, you know? So he's obviously got some yeah. confidence, which is, is good to see. Mm. The last one, Stefan Combor, a third Irishman to the Cats, uh, two-year rookie deal from County Kerry in Ireland. Another 
big body, 190 centimetres. See, in the combine, ranked in the top 10 for the agility test and the the 20 metre sprint. So a, a huge tall body, but also a real athletic body. Yeah, and I think he's kicking. Um, the kicking test, he also did rather well. I think uh, 22 out of possible 30. Right. So so not, not too bad with, uh, with the kicking. Plenty to, to like there, I would think. You know, one of these rough diamond types, hopefully. Mm, with already Mark O'Connor and Zach Tui at the club, he'll he'll settle in nicely. I'm sure he'll you'd, settle in nicely. Think. Yeah. Sure. The outs in the trade period. Uh, sad to see George Hall and Smith go. Yeah, well, you know, it's a real clubman, club stalwart in terms of you. Like we were questioning whether he would ever leave. <laughs> mm. In the sense that uh, yeah, he loves it. He, he loves loyal, it there. Yeah, very loyal. Um, so yeah, it was was sad to to finally see him go. But you know, one door closes, another opens for him, and uh, he'll get the opportunity that he probably deserves at the Gold Coast, who will really benefit from his level of professionalism. Stewie Duke, give him the captaincy. <laughs> Jackson Thurlow left for pick seventy one. It was initially we were talking about this in our last podcast. Zach was adamant that he didn't want Jackson Thurlow to leave. He regarded him as a gun player. He's gone for pick 71, a versatile player that can play down back but also on the wing. Whether or not he's in our best 22 on the day is up for debate. Yeah, debatable. I guess, is that a, a cap space trade, essentially, in pick some, 71? In some sense, but I also think, you know, maybe... Um, it just may have just been the coaching staff, or he just didn't necessarily fit the system that we were trying to play at the, at, of recent times. I really feel like the the unfortunate uh, ACL injury mm. really set him back, yeah, and delayed his um, development, mm. and he never really got to the level that we were hoping he would with a um, pick sixteen. I think he was his twenty fifteen season was off the charts. It looked good. It did look good. So, um, you know, it's, it's a shame in the sense that uh, things fell away for him. But, yeah, again, another opportunity, another club that he'll play regular football, I'm sure, um, as long as his body can stay together. Mm. All we can do is wish him well. Exactly. And he'll be under the good coaching staff at, at Sydney, um, the likes of Tom Harley there now at, yeah. at, at the, the Helms and Chong Longma being a very good coach and they've, they've maintained the competitiveness over decades similar to Hawthorne and Geelong the last one Lincoln McCarthy left for pick 59 the Cats did offer him a one year deal but Link left to seek more beneficial avenues for himself he joins his mate Lockie Neal up in Brisbane yeah it's not a nice change of scenery for him with with the change of scenery may come a, a you know a change in fortunes regarding injuries mm. and um, he'll get get more opportunities to play. Obviously, a talented player when he can get on the park. It was just a matter of how often mm. for us, really. Exactly, yeah. So, for all <laughs> those players, I guess, you hope, George, you, you hope the hyphen wins best and fairest. hope Jackson Thurlow plays as many games he can for Sydney, if not all of them. hope Lincoln McCarthy tears it up for Chris Fagan and just has a great crack with Lockie Neal off the ground. Just maybe not, uh, maybe not against the cats in each of the games that we yeah, would play against. Thanks, but, um, yeah. You can definitely, um, definitely wish him well for every one of the other games. Exactly, but I guess the huge news from from the trade period, 
came down to the last four minutes, uh, 8.26. Oh, yeah. Uh, the player that has been talked about for nine months, where will he go? Will he stay? Joel Selwood will remain at the club. Big news. Big news right there. Big, yeah. big news. Was not, uh, mm. was not expecting it. Well, obviously, we're, we're kind of uh, jesting there. <laughs> but we're just uh, <laughs> playing around. But um, obviously, it's in reference to Tim Kelly. But we've already spoken at length about the Tim Kelly scenario. Um, I think Tim Kelly's... Talk regarding Tim Kelly's done dusty to do. Yeah. That's, that's not. It was that. it was well and truly probably done mid season. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we've banged on enough about that. Yeah, we'd rather not continue talking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I have a break off? Sure, no worries. I'll be honest here. I think Matthew Richardson said it best at 3.34, I think it was around 3.30 on the the deadline day for the trade period. Five more hours until yeah. trade period ends. Yeah, and we don't have to <sighs> we don't have to talk about any <laughs> any um upcoming trades or potential trades or trade rumor mill type nonsense. Oh, the the term selling the farm it's been banged around about a thousand times in the last couple of weeks is I, finally over. <laughs> I think the the I think the hard hitting questions out of out of that phrase selling the farm. Where is this farm? Where do clubs hide their farm? Do individual clubs have individual farms? Uh, you're asking me personally. Yeah, well, well, I, uh, how big is the farm? Okay, well, from my understandings, from my sources, it's located. Um, just near series. So oh, yeah. there's quite a nice bit of land to it. Um, quite a nice bit of eight by eight meters, not yeah. acres, meters yeah. Me- to meters. it. Meters. Um, meters. but it, it's quite a nice farm by all reports. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, owners, shareholders, who's, uh, who's. Look, I can't disclose that information to the relevant people, but I, I can let you know that there are. A lot of different parties involved to this farm, and there are a lot of different vested interests involved <laughs> in this farm. It's, farms can be subdivided and, and into lots itself, I, I guess. Um, how many? Look, how many subdivisions? Uh, in Geelong's farm, which oh, is located well, near yeah, Ceres, yeah. which well, I've just uh, brought in. If, if we're talking local, then yeah. Sure. Um, one. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Is the country round sponsored by this mythical farm? Two points there. But yes, it is sponsored. And Tom Hawkins has been a huge sponsor of getting the 4x4 farm located in series to sponsor country round. 4x4, um, four, four it's uh, it shrunk from 8x8 to 4x4. Uh, well, the farm can be measured in various dimensions, 4x4 <laughs> yeah. in, in, in other jurisdictions, 8x8 uh, in... in Australian jurisdictions, but this mythical farm you've mentioned, a mythical farm. Is it? Is it its own the, entity or? The farm is not a myth. It's not a false fiction. It's, it's not a fake ideology. It's, it's a free range paradise. It's a, it's a breeding ground for talent, if you will, oh, for horses, sheep, and Gary Ablett, the goat. Okay. There you have it. Well, the farm 
is a myth, isn't it? Like elves, gremlins, and marabit. The, the farm and the idea of selling the farm well and truly exists. Somehow. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Yet, uh... Still left on the Geelong AFL list is Daniel Mendel and Jordan Murdoch. Daniel Mendel and unrestricted free agent and Murdoch. Their futures lie a bit uncertain at the moment. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll, we'll see what they... Uh... What's to come in in the coming weeks? But um, you, I would think you think a you think I, a one year contract a short, short term both. deal, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. So currently the Cats sit going into the upcoming draft with a first round pick, which they haven't had for quite some years. Being pick twelve, then Stephen Wells has a bit of waiting time to do. He can go back to the farm, come back to pick fifty. 59, 60, 70, and if it goes up to 87, um, even beyond that, there, 105 and 123, but you'd I'd think rookie draft. I doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do we say there? The, the total value, it's an interesting <clears throat> number that they reach from this. The total draft value that the cats have is 1,884, whatever subjectivity you want to read that into means. That, sure. Only six clubs have less than that in terms of that figure. However, you'd, you'd think likely, all right, Oscar Brownless is going to come in as a father-son selection. Yeah, probably one of the later, maybe a 59 or a 60 selection. I mean, it seems feasible to make that call. Mm. We could speculate all we want about the first round pick, round, uh, pick 12, but given <laughs> Stephen Wells' draft history and given the way he goes around things, who would have thought that a mid twenties pick would be used on Tim Kelly. It's yeah, pure or even uh, or even going uh, going a fair way back. Who would have thought that uh, Harry Taylor would be selected in the first round when he was? So you know these sorts of uh, rabbit out of the hat type scenarios mm. always possible on draft night. Exactly. Yeah. So I think let's not read too much into the speculation. Who could yeah. who could be that number? I guess it's just. Let's just wait and see. Since we've last recorded, a few contracts have been signed. Reece Stanley and Ryan Abbott, two-year deals, tying up both the Ruckman. Sam Simpson and Jermaine Jones, both getting one year each. Happy about those old? Generally, yeah. Um, I mean, Stanley had probably different portions of the year, probably uh, career-best form. Abbott showed a fair bit of grunt and, and aggression that were we were wanting to see a bit more um, that was probably lacking earlier in the year that we were expecting of someone like Stanley who didn't provide it. Um, but Abbott rose to the challenge and did that. Mm. At half time in the elimination final, I think Abbott was 15 to 14 in terms of hitouts his way against Max Gone. Yeah, so he's capable of, of doing it and plays with the right attitude, so he deserves a deal. Club obviously highly rates Sam Simpson, but he's slightly surprised by JJ being given just a one-year deal. Oh, yeah. I would think in some senses, yeah. He does provide some of that forward line pressure that we were lacking or or needing. You know, the Energizer Bunny, Mm. always on the go. He had double figures tackles against Sydney, didn't he, I think? Yeah, Uh, 11. 11, yeah. Yeah. So that's just a sign of... um, 
of a player who can provide an important role in the modern game. Hopefully he can continue along with Narkel and you know, a couple of others. But give JJ a 20-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, yeah. Since we last recorded Kaji, Blitzars took it out. Well and truly, rightly so. Thrown into a fullback role, pulled 234 votes. Yep. Amazing season. Unfamiliar position, but he uh, made it his own and um, could well have been in All-Australian contention or, or, or was in the squad, was he not? He and was then, in the squad, yeah. But uh, didn't get the selection, but he's uh, obviously highly rated within the four walls of the club. Danger and TK closely followed, pulling 233.5 votes. Great seasons oh, and by both of them. Amazing seasons from both, but in particular TK with the you know first first season in the big big time and just showed us what he can do. I really like that Hawkins was in the top three, two hundred and twenty nine votes. It's his best season to date, career wise, I think. Even uh, you would rate it higher than the time he actually won it. I would actually, yeah. In in terms of his off field work. Um, not just the goals he's kicked, he was suspended for one match. But um, mm-hmm. in terms of his presence and his, his field kicking... And his, the, the, the versatility, I think. Oh, he, he's, he's probably gotten a bit fitter than he was in, in previous years. So and It looks like he's just grown, able to move grown younger. Yeah. yeah. Able to move around a bit more, which is uh, very, very encouraging. JJ on the night, you absolute star picking up the Community Award. His work he does with Healthy Heroes, Biocats, Bowen Child, Youth and Foster Care, Ambassador, amongst plenty others. There's probably about 60 others we could name for JJ just being the man he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Well done, mate. Seems like a, a quality young man and... Um, is. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's a quality young man. He's come from, um, you know, we, we all know the story. It's a heartwarming story in a, in a way and... Um, He's taken his opportunity. I mean, we don't hand them out, and he's proven that he's good enough to, to take one. Best club and award? Straight Has to the to hyphen. Has to go to the hyphen. Has to go to the hyphen. As we've said in previous weeks, he's a good player to build player morale um, with uh, things like your Mad Monday celebrations or mm. other such things. He's always he's loved close to best on ground. Yeah. What was interesting, I thought, of the night was both... Chris Scott's address and President Colin Carter's address. I thought some of their quotes were really interesting. Well, I won't read them out. Um, Colin Carter quoted LeBron James. He said, you have to accept failure to get better. The club not shying away from their 2018 campaign altogether there at all. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's pretty black and white or blue and white in our case. Mm-hmm. Chris Scott saying, we acknowledge we fell short. Players will come back and throw everything they've got. I, I thought it was a real, real honest speech from from both Scott and Carter on the night. Uh, we, I think, effectively, I I have to agree. Yet, um, the fans, or, or you know, some of this, some of these uh, discussion, and some of these uh, speeches, and so forth, are words, and we want to see actions. So. We'll wait and see, but the right words have been said. The right mentality, the right thought process. I think it does hurt, so they, you know, they want to come back and uh, give it another good crack. In light of the trade period, oh, 
some one of his quotes here was it would seem that there are those that would think we should give up, collapse to the bottom of the ladder, stock up on draft picks over a period of years. To surrender that way, I think in my mind would be to concede defeat. I can't believe there is anyone in the room that feels that is what we should do. Given the draft period, we've brought in Dower House, Rowans. We haven't paid overs for anyone. We've remained with a, a first-round pick, and we haven't given up TK. We've held firm there. Mm. And, uh, and you know, added Kruger, who's a 19-year-old, so he's a youngster. And Stefan, yeah, exactly. Jack Henry, also nominated young, there. Yeah, yeah. another, another Fantastic. youngster, too. Yeah, best young player on the night. Um, there's also been some AFL rule changes. How do you read into this? It's a huge year of what could happen next year with potential zoning, a Hawthorne training session that was done indoors and sent to only the Players Association and the AFL, no other clubs privy to it. Speculation in the media galore. They've come out with nine rule changes, some of them being the the 666 at centre bounces, the hands in the back, which is... Which is now pushing the back, I believe. Or it's just reverted back to the original rule, which I like. Um, so players will be able to use their uh, their body and hands a little bit more. They'll be a little bit more lenient on that. Runner, water, carrier restrictions, possession in the ruck. Actually, no map prior. Um, kicking from and behind, you don't have to kick to yourself. You can just run out now. Yeah. When kicking after a siren, you can snap, you can banana, along, yep. as long as you're within Stay that within alignment. The, the line. Yep. But I don't think they're hugely big changes. I don't think anything really there stands out that's going to be, you know, that we're going to be tearing our hair out as a new rule. But mm. um, the one thing that I probably did want to bring up, or the one thing that a lot of fans seem to think about, is the more changes, or the more changes that you make to the rules the more you open it up for different interpretations and subjectivity. So we'll see how long it lasts. But in some senses, I wouldn't be surprised if we're having a similar discussion in terms of state of the game or um, rules six months down the line. But we'll see. And, and, and this seems like they just want to improve the scoreline, scoreboard look of the game, making it... Uh, more open, more flowing. Obviously, with the uh, kicking out from behind, in previous eras, that never would have happened, but they want to make it more instantaneous. More, more free-flowing, fast yeah. plays, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. obviously opens it up, opens itself up a bit more to um, higher scoring, potentially, mm. which could be entertaining. We have done a, a previous podcast related to, or half-devoted to, the AFL state of the game, I guess. So if you're interested in that, if that gets you buzzing, then go back and check that out. But for now, I think that's a wrap for us for the moment until Stephen Wells hopefully wheels his magic and <laughs> we'll see what happens with round 12 and back to the, the farm at series yeah, and then round 50 onwards. Yeah, well, we'll just... Uh, the season will continue and so will the podcast. Exactly. Uh, next up, we, we do want to address the end-of-season prizes. So we've got some memorabilia and some, some nice gifts to give away to some core fans that have been engaging with us throughout the season and get, providing us their insights and opinions and, and engaging with our content. 
Yeah, so we've got uh, the first one cab off the rank is Jake Langenegger. He's provided us with a great deal of uh, visual content in terms of um, photographs from Jake Langenegger Photography. So check that out on uh, Facebook or Instagram if you are across those media platforms. Check out Behind the Line as well on Instagram. Um, amazing just moments and photographs within sports that speak a thousand words really. Jake is a fantastic photographer. Please do us a favour and go check out Jake Lagmanegger Photography. Awesome. Next is Ben Jarman. Ben was actually the first person to give us feedback regarding our, our content. I think the first person to give us constructive feedback regarding the first podcast that we produced. He gave us great help regarding audio at the time. And since then, he's, he's been a regular contributor to our, our, our podcast in terms of providing his opinion and his own insights and, and views towards the club and always sending in the comments when we ask exactly leon reeves is another one for you yeah, probably one of the most passionate fans i think we've come across um which is brilliant he really wears his heart on his sleeve when it comes to some of the analysis and generally he's often quite accurate with his assessment mm, it's expressed in his writing and, and his predictions are similarly quite on par the fourth one, uh, I guess Heath Harding, he, he can't go past in terms of what he's provided we've engaged with him. Heath down in South Australia, a Cats fan. We've loved engaging with Heath. I'm happy that Cats fans far and wide have engaged. He's provided us with his thoughts and opinions throughout the season, which we've aired, but his passion has showed through in, in wanting to, to get to know some of the, the non-playing listed players i.e. Charlie Constable or Tom Atkins, who isn't in the AFL list, but his real passion and want to, yeah. to learn more about the club has shown, and we love that about Heath. In terms of other, other fans that we'd like to give a thank you and, and give gifts out to, Stephen Morrish, Trent Woodall, Matt McKnight, Harry Cole have all been regular contributors to our podcast, providing their thoughts and opinions, which we've aired. I mean, thank so, you, yeah, I, I guess. Can't, I can't thank, we can't thank enough. Like, this was just something that we thought would be a nice idea and something that we wanted to do because we like the club and we like the idea of uh, journalistic media and so forth. So, and engaging with supporters and, I guess, supporters who have an insight that they want to produce and, and put out there that in some form of content. So whether that be in writing or whether that be in audio or visual, we, we want to do all we can do to yeah. provide those, those fans' opinions. Yeah, and, and give them a platform in a sense. Exactly. So a thank you and uh, see you at episode 17 for Stephen Wells' magic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what kind of a rabbit he pulls out of the hat. Cheers, Ob. No worries. Maybe it's a rabbit from the farm. Yeah, maybe, maybe down at series. Maybe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's a uh, who knows? Uh, maybe he's a Ryan Ryan rabbit. Ryan 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 rabbit. Ryan rabbit from Ryan, the farm down at series. No, Ryan the rock. Rabbit. Ryan Ryan the rock rabbit. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Species of rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chaos. Chaos. See you next time.